Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS to the world. I hope that someone gets my... I hope that someone gets my... I hope that someone gets my message from the governor. Yeah. (laughs) Was it worth it? Yes. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) I'm Em. I'm Anna. (laughs) This week on Shelf Aware, we have read a book. It's an Animorphs book. It was written by K.A. Applegate and then also uh, a ghostwriter, the name of which is... Lisa Harkrider. Yes. Lisa... Fuck, how do you say your name? Harkrader. Lisa Harkrader. I assume. Could be Harkrader, I guess. Mm. Or Harkrader. Harkrader. <laughs> she she goes wrote the book along with uh, you know, inspiration from KA Applicate, I guess. <laughs> Where's this going? We read it. It's book number fifty two? Fifty one. No, fifty one. Book number fifty one. The Absolute. Featuring Marco on the cover, slowly morphing into a duck. Beautiful. Uh, what'd you think of this one, Em? Boring. Incredibly boring. Yeah, it was so much work for so little payout. And then even like everything, <laughs> everything is canceled out. It doesn't even, ma- nothing in this book matters. And it's book number 51 out of 54. It sort of matters. It's just like, is little building building block to a bigger thing I feel like because it's like all right we're trying to get the word out that the Yerks are here on the planet and we kind of did a little bit with the blowing up the ship and we're kind of doing a little bit more here but we haven't fully done it yet because the Yerks are tricky and they make people think it's not true so that's no good but I guess we rascally we gotta get through it we gotta get through it Oh Lord, yeah, it dragged. This was this is makes me sad that this is the last Marco book. Yeah, it didn't feature a lot of what we enjoy from Marco. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see more of his tactician side in this, which yeah. is interesting because we don't get enough of that in the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, it like Axe was making jokes in this one instead of Marco, and like it was just so much action no angst at all (laughs) yes all of the angst was gone to an absurd degree which yeah oh no I did not enjoy um the conclusion of that storyline it seems like I'm very unhappy with how that seems to have played out which storyline Marco's mom and dad oh yeah like they were just like fuck that other woman yeah like we're never gonna hear about her again I'm pretty sure probably not <laughs> there's a lot of loose ends i'm realizing there's like no way these loose ends can be wrapped up in three three or four more books yeah well <laughs> whatever it's been a long journey it's been a long road getting from there to here i should have saved that for the save that book. for episode yeah, 50, for the book 54 what were you thinking idiot <laughs> oh boy well, we could talk about this one, I suppose. I guess we could. Um, we're gonna have to like pad this one out because there's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot to talk about because it is mostly fighting. It's a running. lot of action scenes, guys, and I simply yeah. do not care about action scenes. I simply do not. And 
Yeah. It's mainly action scenes. And I was just skimming so much of this book because it was just like, oh, and now the hawk fights a duck. And now the duck fights 12 hawks. So what are we? Okay. Gorilla punch. Punch, punch, Axe, punch. tail swipe. Like, Hork Bajir here and they're knives. Okay. Okay. I was so exhausted. I mean, they're finally being knives. So they've got that going yeah. for them. <laughs> All the fun out of it by having it be just 80% action scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, we do we do have again another like uh Marco in his desperation decides to just like morph a human and there's no commentary about it whatsoever. He's just like, and then I acquired her. Well, we um, are getting into this point in these last few books, it seems like, where things are happening right on top of each other. So we don't Yes. We might see the consequences of that in a bit. Like maybe someone will comment on it, but it you know, also maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's interesting that without Cassie there to <laughs> nag, that Marco was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the things that need to be done in order to, you know, advance our ultimate goal, which is to kill the Yerks or stop them, stop the Yerks from killing us, essentially." Yes, yes. So. <laughs> All right. So this book starts out with Tobias and Marco doing some recon on a train that's carrying tanks into town. So apparently the national guard has been setting up camp in the city and the Bandalites have decided to investigate whether this is Yerk activity or if this is like a follow-up to the George Washington boat shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias is his hawk. Obviously Marco is an Osprey. They're both birds of prey and they're investigating the train, and they're attacked by some controllers that are also in Bird of Prey morph. Because remember, guys, the Yerks can all morph now, is the thing. Just every single... This is frustrating, because I felt like that was such an opportunity with the Tom thing to do something. And it was just yes. like, no, he just he just gave it to the Yerks. And it's like, he okay. He just went back. Did he get a promotion? Who is he now? Like, surely, if he brought the morphing cube... Mm-hmm. to the year council mm-hmm. they'd be like you're the new visor one you're because in charge that guy's now. been trying to do this for three or four years now and you just did it and he's very bad at it and also extremely temperamental but no that guy's still visor one as far as we know we haven't had any like confirmation from other years but the book still refers to him as visor one so we can assume yeah i think it's visor one until proven until negative until proven, <laughs> proven subvisor yeah i guess um so there's a bit of a bird battle and then marco becomes a gorilla and they're able to escape by driving a tank off of this train and then in just into chapman's house completely demolishing chapman's house which also got us the first reference to melissa in something like 50 books that was the second book yeah because it was the yeah. second book and i'm, I'm so i don't think she was referenced I at all think, after yeah that. she has not reappeared since <laughs> rachel's like how could you do that to melissa and it's like baby you have not checked on melissa once in three yeah, why years why are you pretending to care about her come on girl <laughs> How could you do that to Melissa? She's already going through so much with the whole her parents being Yerks thing. You could have turned her into an Animorph, and you, you could certainly have. didn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You what made to tell your you. choice, Rachel. <laughs> you like very much knew that she was not Yerked because that was like the thing that her father's, her father, the deal or whatever that they were like, don't turn Melissa or whatever. Like that was the thing in book two, yeah. right? Yeah. So we know that she's not a Yerk. So like. 
you could have gone and been like, hey, Melissa, join the resistance. You have like a personal reason to be in it. Very, yeah, high stakes. But no, you have not, it has not even crossed your mind when you guys were like, we got to recruit more people who we know aren't Yerks. You weren't like, hey, how about my classmate Melissa, who I know how for a fact isn't a Yerk? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no, let's go to the school for the blind or whatever. Okay. <laughs> that didn't backfire. Uh, I am glad, though, to see that the James and his crew are still relevant to the story very much. Yeah. So, like, they are being utilized they're, in a way that no other side characters have been. They're relevant and they're the new red shirts. Like, they are there mm. and they occasionally have a line. Like, I think James had maybe two lines in this book. They are not characters, though. Like, they no, are not. No, We're not going to delve into their inner depths. We're done with that. They got their one <laughs> book for the 18 of them or whatever. And now we're moving on back to the real now kids who we care about. And it's like, mm, that's uncomfortable. Like, uh, I, I, like, I like that we're relying on them, though, that it's like Jake remembers to be like, oh, yeah, we have another resource. <laughs> it's not just us. Yes, but morphing. I think. Again, it is the case of a uh, book that is like, see, look, there are disabled characters in it. It's like, Uh no. (laughs) No, it's certainly not great representation. (laughs) This is very much a book for uh, able-bodied folks that includes Mm -hmm. some disabled characters, not a book for any disabled readers. And the the disabled characters um, that get lines are the ones that were healed. Yeah. So, So, like... Unfortunate. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting choices. (laughs) Um... They have a meeting back at the Hork-Bajir HQ. The others, they've all cut, they've noticed the obvious tension between Cassie and Jake. Because if you remember, Cassie like fucked up and gave the morphing cube away. Um, Jake is also like super depressed still about not saving his family. Mm-hmm. But Marco is like, but I'm really happy because everything I've ever wanted has come true. Everything's I, my mom and dad up, Marco. Are my mom and dad are back together and I don't have to go to school. Like what more could I want besides a, a hot babe on my arm? The fact that the last we heard of Marco's mom and dad's relationship was that they were having problems before she disappeared. Mm-hmm, Marco's mm-hmm. dad fully married someone else. And then <laughs> Ava got de-yerked and was like haunted and no longer the person she was before. And now it's just like... Oh, well, but they're back together and they're super in love. I'm like, I, uh, okay, I guess y'all just realized you didn't have page time to deal with this thing that you'd set yeah. up. But it, it, didn't it, even, <laughs> it didn't even need page time. You could have just left it as it was and that would have at least been like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But no, you're like, oh, yeah, they're they're back in love. Oh, okay. all right. <laughs> maybe maybe Marco just doesn't realize that they're like, Marco's his parents have separate sleeping quarters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Has not realized it. <laughs> It's like, they're in love. What are you talking about? <laughs> I actually thought for a moment that was where this book was going to go when he said the, like, oh, my parents are back together in lo- and in love. Ooh, everything and that was going to be, like, the the arc of the book would be, like, him realizing his parents, like, hate each other and we're going to get a yeah. divorce beforehand or something. Um, and he should have no. saved the math teacher. <laughs> or just, you know, not expect that they were going to be together. They were apart for a long time. His dad went through the grieving process. His mom was a slave. Like his mom's got to work through some serious shit. I think before she can enter a romantic relationship with anyone, but that's just me. I'm fully about to go write a fanfic of like the drama between the adults in the Animorphs. I would love that. The last, the last arc of the Animorphs told from the point of view of all the parents. Yes. 
alternating chapters. It will be a, a mega parent morph book. Mega mommy morph. Mega mommy morphs. Jake, Jake's really sad. And, and Margot's like, yeah, he's not really like the Jake we all knew and loved. He's barely hanging in there. So it sucks. But he's doing his best. Um, Jake also, he tells everyone that the Yerks are probably wrapping up their preparations to infest all the humans in the city. And the next phase will probably be executing the infestation. So they need to do something pronto. He comes up with this plan for one group to create a diversion by launching some attacks across the city. And then the other group will go and get in touch with the governor to see if they're yerked up and or willing to help out with their cause. Cool. Cassie immediately volunteers for their job. Jake just says, Marco says before Cassie can even finish her sentence, Jake is like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says he'll send Marco, Tobias, and Axe. Boys night out. Yeah. And he's like, because I can trust them. And he like looks right at Cassie and she's Which like, is weeping. Pretty rude to Rachel. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I mean, I think we all knew like Rachel is not there for subtlety or finesse, which is Jake was like, you can finesse this. I feel Spoiler like there alert, is they don't. this weird thing in these last few books here, though, of like, Cassie and Rachel, and we've, you know, talked about this a lot in the series, but, like, they're being held up as, I mean, it's literal in the next book. They're being held up as opposite ends of the spectrum. And in that, like, both of them have become, like, untrustworthy and not, because it's not just like, oh, we don't trust Rachel because she's not finessey. Everybody's like, she's a psychopath now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She is too violent and we're all worried about her, which is like. It's interesting because we don't get that every book. We only get it from some POVs. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like Cassie. And then we interestingly get it from an Axe POV where, the, where everyone's like, we're worried about Rachel. Everyone's yeah. so worried about her. And I'm like, are you though? Like, because you never do anything about it. There's never going to be conversations. Are you all just like talking shit about Rachel behind her back? Because <laughs> she will kill you. Like, I don't know if you've realized this. Rachel will turn into a grizzly bear. You should be worried about Rachel, but not in the way you think. Like, yeah. <laughs> You should be worried that she's going to come for you. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel is the only muscle you guys have in this squad. Everyone Mm. else is like, no, I can't do it. It's hard. But Rachel's like, I want to do it. (laughs) I want to blow people up. (laughs) I relish the thought. So like, maybe don't talk shit about that girl. (laughs) Marco's squad heads over to the gardens because they need a morph that can fly them like 200 something miles to where the governor lives. I did look up Sacramento. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I fully. Okay. Do we want to get into this now? Because I went on a deep dive. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, So as you say, the, the, the thing that they pick is ducks and they check and they give a time for like how long it would take to they're like oh we got there around noon after they had stopped for like a morphing break and i checked and it would be that amount of time for a duck to fly from san francisco (laughs) to sacramento number one evidence number two Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they get to sacramento because we know it's sacramento they first try to go to the like capitol building and then they're like oh we have to go to the governor's mansion and somebody directs them to the governor's mansion and they give a couple just like weird weirdly specific descriptions of the governor's mansion right uh-huh let me pull them up real quick because they are like very like more in depth than i think most location shots we get from this series 
Uh, and Chopper was also right about the place being freaky looking. Towers and turrets loomed above us. Vines crept up and dark stone walls vines crept up the dark stone walls and circled the stained glass windows pointy black wrought iron railings lined the balconies and the roof i want you to google california governor's mansion right now okay and just look at the image and see if that tracks with the thing that was just described okay 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 Ooh. oh my god that is yes 100 percent. right Yes, it is. It's a spooky Victorian mansion. Yes, that's with towers be. and turrets and, and wrought iron yes, fences around it. It's haunted yes. for certain. Okay, so here's where it gets a little complicated. Because the governor's mansion is a state historic park, and it was not actually the official residence of the governor at the time that this was written, right? It was okay. just like governors used to live in it, and then I think they lived in it from like 2015 until recently. Um so I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is wrong. Maybe it's a different governor's mansion. And I'm about to Google every single governor's house that has ever lived in California and figure out where they are. But then we meet the governor. And spoiler alert, the governor is a woman. Yes. The governor is a woman married to a man named Frank. So I checked every single female governor that would have been a governor at the time around the time this series was written. Uh-huh. Uh, not like I was like, maybe it would be a few years before the specific book. Probably wouldn't be a few years after, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I went a little future. bit forward in time just to double, like cross my T's. Maybe Applegate was being premonition. Um, there is not a single female governor anywhere at the uh-huh. time this was written that had a husband named Frank at the time this was written. There was one female governor who was married to a Frank in the 60s, but he died. So this is not a real governor. This is like a fake governor that has been fully made up. So we can go from that, that they might, this fictional governor might have lived at the Californian governor's mansion, which looks exactly like the mansion described in the book. And as ducks can fly from San Francisco to Sacramento (laughs) with the time allotted, I believe that this is definitive proof that the Animorphs are based in San Francisco. I yield my time. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. This is the culmination of all your red strings on your cork board. (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy with this book for that, at least, that it gave me one last one last chance to deep one dive into the location of the Animorphs. <laughs> now we need to find the Hork-Bajir Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they do. It takes it takes an hour and a half to drive there. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the time would be for. It has to be less than two hours. How fast do, do ducks fly? Uh, 60 miles an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Also, the governor's mansion is near a river, which is also a, a also point a in thing. this book that it's yes. near a river. So I'm just saying, guys, it's Sacramento. They're in Sacramento. Yeah. In this book. Yes. Normally San Francisco. Normally San Francisco. Yes. They snag some ducks uh, at the gardens, but they run into some slight yerk problems and they have to do a quick escape because yerks are everywhere now. Well, mm-hmm. they always have been, but they're more they're more um, open about the fact that they have alien technology they can shoot at wildlife. So they do that. Uh, they get to the Capitol. They realize they don't know where the governor's mansion is. So they ask around for instructions and are finally told which way to go. I I don't know how. Do they go to the mansion or do they do they find another location? Because there's like a big party, like a campaign fundraiser going on. I assumed it was a campaign fundraiser at the governor's mansion, the which governor's is a mansion. historic state park in California. And so it would be a quite lovely place to hold a fundraising party. Because all these people are gone, like, 
an hour later. So I <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> who knows? Just, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the governor's holding some kind of fundraiser, and uh, Marco's squad goes in as cockroaches. Hooray! Yay. Uh, and come across the governor while she's having a private conversation with her husband in a side room. And Marco hears her complaining about campaign funding or something. And he's like, oh, she's definitely not a Yerk. And he immediately starts to demorph and tell her about the Yerk plot. And he's like, look, I brought my alien and hawk friend and has them demorph as well. Although he actually starts to tell her husband because this is the yeah. big twist in this book is that the governor is a woman, which we, of what course, jumped over because I had to talk yeah. about it in my theory, um, in my uh, uh, red stringing of uh, <laughs> this, the location of the Animorphs. But yeah, there's like this very, very ridiculous thing going on here where none of them know the name of the governor or what the governor looks like because they didn't think to Google it and they didn't pay attention in class. It's, and it's like, okay. Um, but they get there and they're like, there's the, they're dancing with, there's a lot of bullshit here, I feel like, with the cockroaches. Um, I think they do mm-hmm. actually go to a different location first because they get in the limo. And they ride on the limo Oh, wheels. yeah, that's right. They get to the mansion. They go in the limo. That's right. And then they yeah. do go to a third location. And they're, like, yes. on the limo wheels, like, in a crack I forgot of the about wheels. That. Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't matter. But just yeah. as another example of bullshit cockroach shit where they're, like, they're wedged into the tracks of the wheels and this keeps them from getting smushed. And I just don't know that that would work. But maybe. I don't know. And then they're, know. like dancing with the governor and the governor's husband on their shoes and they don't notice that there are cockroaches on their shoes or in their shoes i think that like in the cuffs of the pants i think yeah and marco's in the he says he's in the instep inside the shoe how do you not notice that that's wild um but yeah so then they demorph and they're like we're looking for the governor where is he and she's like I am no man. It's been me this whole time. She pulls off her mask like that? Yeah, she does. (laughs) You all couldn't see, but Em pulled off her mask Scooby-Doo. That was actually a helmet in reference to Lord of the Rings when Eowyn pulls off her helmet Mm. and says, I am no man. Don't get it twisted. I'm so sorry. I'm going to reveal something deep and true about myself that may cost us some (laughs) listeners. I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it once. I'm never going to elaborate. <laughs> I mean, we did record an entire episode back when we were still called Hate That's Read, where true. we talked about how much we hate The Hobbit. Yeah. So, I so don't know. go back in time. Go back in time. Listen to The Hobbit episode if you want slightly more context. I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, awesome. They're dancing. They find out the governor is a woman. Um, As, as... Axe oh, I should have done a God is a Woman parody at the start of this. Mm. Damn it. Missed up. All right. Let's go. Let's start over episode. <laughs> Gov is a woman. That's not even too <laughs> even close. Um, <laughs> as Axe is demorphing, one of the Secret Service agents that are also there in this room is like an Andalite. Blah, and he's like attempting to shoot Axe. They subdue him. Uh, and drag him out of the room. They really need to have more Yerk training on like what to do if an Andalite shows up because they're all yeah, so quick to blow their cover. Yeah, because every time they go, Andalite, Andalite get them. Scum. 
every time. It's like, guys, I get that you don't like the Andalite, but like, uh, chill for half a second and see what the play is. At least the governor's husband was a little more subtle about it. Like, he That's did true. not react. But his lack of reaction, Marco was like, that guy does not care all that there is an alien in this room and a talking hawk and me. We all came from cockroaches. Must be a yerk. So... <laughs> They subdue that guy too. I don't know. Everybody's running around. Marco becomes a gorilla again. Um, they take the governor with them as as the Yerks are shooting at them. And there's another Secret Service agent there. He's like real hardcore into protecting the governor. He like hey. takes a dragon beam in the shoulder for her or whatever. Hey, guess what? Uh, I ship uh, that. <laughs> yes. Leave Frank be with Collins. <laughs> I mean, your husband is a yerk. Like. Yeah, he's fully a yerk. Uh, who knows how long he's been that way and whether or not it was um, uh, consensual uh, uh, intentional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is like a weird line from the governor a little later where they're like, your husband's a yerk, Madam Governor. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. I thought that it was something serious. Like we we were falling out of love. And I was like, oh, my God. oh, oh OK. I mean, this is also very bad. <laughs> husband has been held hostage for who knows how long um the governor fully believes these children and alien child hawk and alien immediately she's on their side completely goes along with them they get into the limo uh and tobias is driving tobias has become a human and is now driving this limo it's i I would not pick the one that has no experience driving at least marco has driven before but I don't know. Um, Axe does like a weird flirtation thing with the governor because he is odd to be in the presence of someone with so much political power. He's like, <laughs> Marco is like, they thought I was the suave one, huh? I was like, this is... <laughs> Why did we even have to add this? <laughs> oh. There's a mad car chase across the city before they're cornered in an alley by some police cars. The governor's like, it's the limo. The limo's too big. They'll be able to see us anywhere. <laughs> like, no shit. Yep, yep. That tracks. <laughs> they jump we- out of the limo and start running. They run to a bridge. They jump off of it onto a yacht below. A yacht full of people just partying. They jump onto the yacht and the yurks blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> the death count. <laughs> These last few books has risen so drastically. They no longer care. Nobody cares anymore. Which, I mean, like, the Yerks never cared. It was just, like, to keep a low profile. But they're like, hey, it turns out we can get away with a shit ton more than we thought. Let's go ham. Like, let's yeah. do this. <laughs> like, who's going to stop us? The governor? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> We've got her husband on our side. Surely, as the man in the relationship, he will rein in his woman. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also kind of more, who's going to stop us? The governor? No. We just blew her up. It's probably yeah. their thought process. Well... They blow, they blow up the yacht, and then Margot grabs a dragon beam from somewhere and blows up the helicopter that blew up the yacht. So this like double explosion here. Um, Marco becomes a dolphin, acts as a shark. I don't know what Tobias is doing, but they escape with the governor in the confusion. They get back to the governor's mansion, and the governor starts making calls to all of the officers in the National Guard to get people to stand down. It's whatever. Like, she's like, what? But like, how are we gonna know if it works? And Marco's like, I don't know. I guess if like they show you some resistance, you can assume that's a yerk. But at least like 
you're getting through to some people maybe I'm like yeah but that's not how like the chain of command is gonna work (laughs) also she's like how do we, will we know if it works? And he's like, oh, if they are against you, then it's probably because they're a yerk. And then it's like the first person she calls is just like, no, I don't want to listen to you because you're a woman. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. So you're or just sexist. Great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Could be either. <laughs> could be both. <laughs> could be. I don't know what uh, yerk society is like. How do they value their. Do I they, have, they genders? have genders? We've, I feel yeah, like we talked about this before. Because we don't know how they reproduce. I feel like they probably have some sense of gender just because it seems like they tend to take hosts of the same gender that they relate to. And mm-hmm. I'm only basing that based on Visser, where Visser 1, <laughs> the former Visser 1, who's now dead, kept uh-huh. taking female hosts. So it That's seems true. like maybe they have some sort of gender preference, which might mm-hmm. correlate with a sense of gender. Um, but I don't know how they would view that yeah yeah i don't maybe that's just to make it easier for yeah audiences in the early early aughts true (laughs) i don't know man um i do i do want the year chronicles i know we'll never get it that's we'll never get it (sighs) Uh, marco then ask, is there anyone you trust to protect you while this is all going down? Because we are fully going to leave you here un- unprepared, unarmed. Like, we're just going to dip. Um, and the governor is like, oh, there's like a battalion that has been training out in the desert for the past two weeks, which means none of them are Yerks. Um, and there's about 600 troops in that battalion. How does that mean none of them are Yerks when we know that portable Yerk pools are a thing that exists? Don't know. Don't, Don't know. know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they also we are like fast and loose with the trust in, in these yes. the last few books. They're also like, is there anybody else you can call like who maybe has been like that training out in the desert or maybe somewhere international? And it's like, but we have established in that one book where they meet the president that one of the other foreign dignitaries was yerked. So why yes. would them being international matter even in the slightest? <laughs> like, That's true. <laughs> Oh my god, what if like the rest of the world is fully yerked? They probably are. Oh my god. It really seemed like in the early part of the series that it was kind of like the yerks are everywhere all over the world and in yerking and doing yerk things and then it kind of just became like the yerks are specifically in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. This is where they're launching their whole campaign from. They're going to fully take over San Francisco before moving on to anyone else. Yes. They're like after this is, after we foiled their president plan. This is the linchpin in everything. San Francisco. San Francisco cannot be taken. We lose everything. <laughs> You know how in every disaster movie there's that scene where someone who's at the, like, computer, like, puts their head up to their headphone and goes, Sir, we've just gotten word. San Francisco has fallen. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess I get props for it, like, not being New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> she also calls, like, the deputy director of the state police who's just gotten back from this long conference in Paris. And she's like, he's probably not a York either because he was in Paris to talk to Interpol or something <laughs> like okay why was he there to talk to Interpol <laughs> fascinating <laughs> is that something just state police officers do I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't know state uh, police the- officers don't write us we don't we don't want to <laughs> no, hear from you <laughs> uh, the, the police officer heads over as soon as he can 
But as soon as as soon as the governor gets off the phone with this police officer, they notice a bunch of Humvees and military trucks start rolling up to the governor's mansion. Like they're coming down the highway. Like we don't have much time. The police officer gets there. They let him in. And Marco is like, protect this woman. But we're leaving now. We'll be in touch. (laughs) Like three guys against all of the years he was just gonna like i know that's not what they end up doing but like to them he was like you got this man (laughs) i mean but on the flip side if i was called in to protect the governor and a bunch of kids were like protect the governor you got this we're leaving i'd be like yes i would assume that the children were not going to assist me in this mission because they're children (laughs) And an alien. (laughs) And an alien. An alien child. An alien child, yeah. Marco shakes the governor's hand, acquires her as a morph, and then disguises himself as her as they leave out the front door. And he's met by Visser One and Human Morph. They take Governor Marco into custody, tie him up, gag him. I didn't understand. I did not understand this next part of the book, because I was like, how didn't everyone not fucking notice? (laughs) Also, how did they not notice Visser 1? Because he's not in his usual human morph, which implies he's in the morph of this dude. Yeah. Which, like, so what happened to that dude? Did he get, like, killed and then Visser 1 took over and Visser 1 has been doing this, like, everyday human job for however long? Like, I don't... Or or he's a controller and Visser's like, I got this one today. I need I need the governor of San Francisco. I need her. I need I want, the one to bring her in. I want to do this specifically. Like I guess it's the governor of California, not just San Francisco. No, he, she's the I governor of San talking Francisco. About. <laughs> Sorry, we were just 50, so focused on San Francisco. First state. It's not Puerto Rico. It's going to be San, San Francisco. Francisco. Calling it now. Called shot. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Combine the Dakotas and let Puerto Rico in, and then we can keep it at a nice round number. I just there you go. don't know what yes. we're doing. <laughs> but then it would be so big. It would be such a long rectangle. <laughs> oh, who cares? <laughs> it'll, it'll look weird. It'll ruin the aesthetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> as the truck starts pulling away from the governor's house, Tobias and Axe were morphed as hork tear through the roof of the truck and attack and free Marco. I have questions. Mm -hmm. Um, They are able to get away after this. Yes. Completely scot-free. One, were there not trucks both in front of and behind this other truck full of their very precious cargo? No. Was no one else looking at this truck as it drove away? No. Were the people who drove this truck so unaware that two humongous aliens landed on the back of their truck, tore through the roof of it, and then beat up the people in the truck. Absolutely, they were. I don't understand how this worked. The only way I can make this make sense is if, again, it's a situation where the bodies that are being controlled by the Yerks are, like, figuring out that some shit's going down and actively working to, like, try to give them bad intel, right? Like, so, like, a giant fucking alien lands on the back of the truck and the person in their head is like, oh, a crow! (laughs) (laughs) A normal bird that just sometimes lands on trucks. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. (laughs) The tearing, the punching sounds 
probably acorns. That's typical when you're driving, I, cruising down the highway 405. I think you ran over a rock. <laughs> That's all. You better keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> 10 and 2 with those hands. <laughs> I. It just makes no sense. They, the book made such a point to be like, so many Humvees and military trucks are coming. There's so many people parked on the front lawn of the governor's mansion. Like, this is bad. Visser One himself is here as a human. <laughs> but have you considered? That They're that's all resistance fighters. Complicated. And we need to finish the book. Which it is, is. I feel like where a lot of this is going to lead. That yes, all of the stuff that's been built like up. Hand wavy. Uh-huh, I'm tired of writing this. It's going to be very like. That's a difficult question, but I'm tired of writing this book now. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Moving on. <laughs> it truly. I read it so many times. So I was like, "There's no way." There's no way. Did I miss something? Did just one truck veer off and go and everyone's staying at the governor's mansion? Because if that's so, the governor's fucked. No. They make it back to Hork-Bajir HQ without incident. And then they turn on the TV. And in the news, there's there's some stories about how the National Guard is fighting itself because of the information the governor gave to this one battalion or whatever. And there's... Also, like, some stories about wolves and grizzly bears and tigers fighting. There's, like, the newscasters are like, there's been a prank. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You're a yerk. (laughs) (laughs) And then the governor also gets on TV and says that she has declared a state of emergency and tells the public about the yerks and says, I've requested aid from the president who has agreed to send U.S. troops. And that's where the book ends. Cool, cool, cool. Chugging right along. Yeah. I would appreciate this book more if it actually held any any meaning into the next book. I mean, again, I think it's kind of like the, the battleship one where it's like people sort of know and it is getting yeah. incrementally easier for them to be like, hey, we're aliens, you know? like Yeah, yeah. That's this one. So, so adults now, more adults are involved. But the children are somehow still in charge. Yes, of course. Cool. Maybe that's going to be the end of this series. It's just the war is like full blown, full in swing. And someone like just goes up to Jake and is like, hey, so we all had a talk about it. And I think you guys, I think you guys are done now. I think we're going to, we're going to handle this. And he's like, oh, thank fuck. The beginning of Jake taking a vacation. Yes. <laughs> we uh, all had a talk, and you're literal children, and we're the yeah. army, so I think you're done. I feel like maybe we should pick up some of the slack now. I feel like you've done great work here, buddy, but... Um, yeah. You've been holding your own for the past three and or four years. Mm-hmm. Hard cool. to say. We're going to call it here. We're going to call yeah. it here. You're going to... You're done. You're going to go take a take a nap. Go back to school. Uh, we'll let you know if we see your parents. <laughs> Good job, Morphin. Goodbye. <laughs> yep, that's going to be the end of this series. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Ugh. Well, 
Who's your most valuable morph? I guess Marco because he does stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's Marco, I guess. Marco was there and he did things. He led his squad. Yep. He didn't. Tobias make... did drive that car, that, <laughs> drive the limo. And Axe did put the flirt on with the governor, so. And he made a joke. You know. Yeah, it was, this book was just so un, like. It was so blah. Yeah, and, and part of this is definitely because, like, we're not the intended audience, mm-hmm. and we, this isn't, the reason why we read this series is not to see gorillas punch tanks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, and for some readers, this may have been a really cool and excellent book. Uh, this wasn't me. Was not, was not me. What was your most morbid moment? My most morbid moment, I don't know. I didn't, they, the, I guess when they blew up the yacht, I don't know. <laughs> like, to pun, a bunch of people just died. I didn't really have one, though. What about you? Yeah, this wasn't a particularly morbid book. There weren't really, like, there was heavy stuff in it, I guess, and that it was like, oh, bore. But there wasn't any of the, like, philosophical bullshit. So, like, there yeah. wasn't really, I think probably just Jake being, like, hella depressed was kind of sad. Yeah, like I am. sad. We, I've talked about before, I'm warming up to Jake a lot now that he's, you know, a sad dog that's being kicked while he's down. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, now I'm into him. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, that, that was kind of, again, I like seeing Jake from other people's per- perspectives yeah. where it's like, oh, our fearless leader and he's so sad now, this sad boy. Yeah, yeah, like Jake's biggest character development has been all from other people's not point of his view. point of view. Yeah. yeah. Which is so I I have also really enjoyed that. I feel like it would be real annoying if mm-hmm. that's we had a whole book of that, which, you know, might be coming up a soon. little bit better. Yeah, might but, be coming up soon. Yeah, probably. All right, cool. Well, uh, serious theories. Uh, yeah, so how do you think this one's going to wrap up? <laughs> well, okay, so there's a few theories that we've wrapped up here. Yeah. Um, that we've predicted in the past and have come to bear fruit or not so much. Uh, I think we can definitively say that my ongoing series theories that San Francisco is where the Animorphs are is 100% correct. Um, I agree. (laughs) But on the flip side, I think we thought that uh, the Marco Eva math teacher thing would be more of a thing, and it seems like probably not so much. Um, Very disappointing. Uh, It does seem like they are laying some groundwork both in this book and the next one but a little bit in this book that uh oh what if yerks could you know have a happy time and not be the enemy what if what if what if uh so it seems like it might be veering more towards that ending rather than the avenger style team up that we so dreamed of um and i definitely think we can cross off the uh them getting the message out to the world ending that we predicted really early on because it seems like they kind of have already done that, although people keep being confused and not really sure if it's real or not. But they've done it. So, like, I don't think that's going to be the end of the book because that would be really anticlimactic if they're like, and now you must pick up the fight. And it's like, yeah, I heard about that on the 6 o'clock news two weeks ago. (laughs) I I thought it was just a prank. I thought it was a prank, but I guess it's real. A prank by the liberal media. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with our theories. Um, I don't know if I really have any new ones going forward. Right. Um, seems like uh, there might be some more Jake sadness coming up. Um, 
I mean, we know there is in the next book, but then like after that, it seems like uh, Jake's really, really going through it more than he has in the past. So I'm sure that'll uh, crop up towards the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we're just going to keep bringing more people in and kind of ballooning out the Animorphs forces until maybe we, we get to the full out war we've all longed for. We'll see. We'll see. I I feel like I have theories, but they are influenced by the fact that I have read the next book in the series. Yeah, so I can't I'm say trying much to, about it right now. I'm trying to keep my mindset in where it was after I finished this book and not think too much Exhausted about the next one. was where my brain was. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to imagine so many things happening so quickly. Yes, I cannot do action scenes, guys. Uh, but we don't have to do these action scenes anymore we're moving right along moving into next week Uh, new action scenes (laughs) new action scenes well maybe not next week because next week was not a morph monday it is we will be back with our second book in our um, mm or mlm uh, paranormal romance investigation Um, and then the week after that we'll be back with another morph monday with animorphs number 52 with the sacrifice my sacrifice. Stop. <laughs> In the meantime, if you would like to share your Animorph series theories, what you were thinking would happen, maybe you've had some theories proven correct or incorrect, don't send us spoilers or we will block you. Um, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, otherwise, we're yeah, we're going to assume that you're a Yerk because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you otherwise? Clearly, clearly you are a parasitic alien slug <laughs> and not a real human. Um <laughs> If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I believe Marco is trying to tell us that while he is extremely happy to see us, he enjoys being trussed up and and could we please not remove the filthy satchel from his mouth as he finds it quite tasty. Oh, good. Axe picks now to finally get human sarcasm. listen to the song that i'm going to parody so i can get the tune right okay yeah it was like i know i know creed does a song and they go my sacrifice but i like didn't want to listen to it because like this is religious rock i don't want to give it any plays at all on anything so like uh, and i can't just say my sacrifice you could (laughs) oh man i can't believe no one died in that fucking book (laughs) 